listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. Hey there, FedCon fans. It's Mariah Beachboard, and this is a special mini-sode with extras from our recording of Episode 4. BJ, Mike, and I had such a great time together that we recorded for way too long. This means you get a special mini-sode. If you haven't listened to episode 4 yet, I encourage you to do so. The mini-sode can stand on its own, but the jokes are much funnier if you've heard what happened before. Also, stay tuned after the episode for exciting info about our panelist, BJ Robinson. One of the things I wanted to ask both of you, uh, Professor and Admiral, are what are some of your either like absolute favorite or um, you know just least favorite um, musical moments throughout the Trek verse and, and and Trek timelines? So for these um, for the score of Star Trek VI: The Undiscovered Country, they hired a relatively new. Uh, composer uh, at the time. I mean, he's done a lot of stuff since then. His name is Cliff Eidelman. Cliff Eidelman's main score for Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country is based on Holtz's The Planets. So like it's, he even said, he's like, it's inspired by that. I listened to The Planets to help craft this. And I'm just like, oh, and as soon as you said that, I don't know if you guys saw it, my eyes lit up and I was like, oh, I have a tidbit to say. <laughs> yeah. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I'm a huge music person. I love music, like, um, un, and not a mirror verse, but like, you know, like the alternate realities that they have, like yesterday's enterprise where like one decision changes everything. Like in another universe, I'm a musician. Cause like, I'm, I was telling Mariah before, like I would just be like standing up in front of like, like a coffee house somewhere and like with a guitar and be like, Hey guys, my name's Mike. I'm singing some songs. But like, I, yeah, I absolutely love music. Uh, we talked about this offline when we were uh, chatting about this episode that like, there's so many musical moments that I love. Um, there's so much great music from the original series. And especially there's an episode called a mock time, which is one of the most favorite ones. It's the one where Spock experiences Pon Far for the first time and has to go back to Vulcan to mate. And you have him versus Kirk in that fight and you have that epic music, that epic fight music. You're not a Star Trek nerd if you haven't actually been in a fight with somebody and you're not hearing that music in your head. All of the stuff from the movies, because I'm a huge original series movie fan, uh, the music from that is great. The Star Trek The Next Generation theme song is actually the, was created for Star Trek The Motion Picture by Jerry Goldsmith. Um, so they reused it for Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, coincidentally, William Shatner used it for the theme for Star Trek V, The Undiscovered Country, which was also produced by Jerry Goldsmith. And Mariah, I know you hate Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, but one of the greatest things about it is listening to the entire soundtrack that the score is outstanding and goldsmith does this really cool thing where if you because he he composed star trek first contact star trek nemesis and then what was the one in between why am i blanking on the title of that one right now um insurrection he did he composed all three of those and there's a lot of through lines there's a lot of similar motives and you can hear them and you hear like, and, and you actually, you can hear it starting with Star Trek V. And like, you're like, oh, that sounds a lot like, oh, I see what he did there. That's really cool. 
to this day, I still think Star Trek First Contact is like one of the most beautiful scores that's ever been made. Like that intro to that movie is just absolutely incredible. The scene when the Vulcans come down to Earth right after Cochran did his warp flight, like that whole piece, like I could listen to that anytime if I'm in a bad mood. Shoot, I should have used that for my Admiral stuff when I need to calm down. I just listened to um, track, I think it's track eight or track nine. It's called First Contact off of Star Trek First Contact's uh, soundtrack. Um, one of my favorite composers of all time is James Horner. James Horner did Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, and Star Trek III, The Search for Spock. And the music for stealing the Enterprise when they get the Enterprise and they steal it from uh, from uh, Starbase, like it's just absolutely amazing. Like I, I yeah, I, I literally can listen to that and I can recite all of the dialogue from that scene. Like when I'm listening to that, like, and I can picture it in my head as it's happening. So yeah, I'm a huge Star Trek uh, music fan. Love it. Love if that it. didn't come through, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I consume music differently um, because normally, when I'm listening to music, it's so that I can belt out lyrics and unwind. And I used to listen to soundtrack music a whole lot more than I do now. And I feel like I should probably go back to it. But the soundtrack to Star Trek, the motion picture is very much embedded in my head because of how young I was when I, when I saw it and just how weird that music was and how it punctuated um, the images as they came on to Stranger and Stranger images as they get closer to the heart of V'ger, that really stuck with me as a kid. But most of the things I remember enjoying about musical moments, it's when it was embedded in an episode, like characters playing music or using music. Um, that's what really sticks out to me. And the fact that they chose to use that as a way of exploring human experience, you know, whether it's um, Riker showing off his trombone skills, or I think Data plays music occasionally trying to figure out how to be human. And then in Strange New Worlds, when they're singing to the egg um, and she ropes in Spock um, and Disco, Funny Girl, or, I mean, Funny Face, those are the kinds of things that that stick with me. But if you were to play like Wrath of Khan soundtrack, I think I think my ears would perk up because it's just in my subconscious. So I may have to go back and listen to all this stuff, um, listen to the rest of whole stuff, just because I've learned so much from you two talking about it. And I'm really glad we had this conversation because it's not something I pay attention to as much as I should have. Soundtrack music is great for me to listen to when I'm working. Like um, if I'm, if I'm writing, especially it, I really can help set the mood. Um, if I'm drawing, same thing. Like, it's just, it's really nice to like, evoke not like not a, yeah evoke emotion and like it really kind of helps you focus because on, on, as much as I love li lyrical music as well lyrical music sometimes distracts me and like I will actually be writing and if I'm listening to lyrical music sometimes the lyrics from the words will like bleed into my writing and I'm like crap I just typed out an offspring lyric hang on let me go back <laughs> and fix that there's a musical instrument that Star Trek invented it's called the blaster beam the blaster beam is a concept electrical musical instrument consisting of a 12 to 18 foot, uh, 18 foot long metal beam strung with numerous tense wires under which are mounted electric guitar pickups, which can be moved to alter the sound pro uh, produced. This is how they got the sound for V'ger. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And they use it. It's actually, if you listen, if you listen to the soundtrack from First Contact, they use it there too when the Borg are are, are uh, constructing the interplexing beacon on top of the deflector dish. That blows my mind. Yeah. 
Yeah. So cool. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, I'm such a score person as well, Mike. Like it, it it keeps me motivated, it keeps me going. Um, I definitely have had times when I'm listening to something with lyrics and suddenly it's what's being typed and that's not helpful. Um <laughs> but I, you know, that's the part of where it's like I I always end up like either having my breath taken away or sometimes it's like I'm just moved to tears oh, yeah, when something same. with lyrics will come in that I'm like, <sighs> and, and, you know, like when it was just, when it was the short tracks and, and the funny face stuff started, like I was just weeping and even like thinking about it gets me teary eyed again because that, that movie musical has always just meant so much to me. It was the last place I was expecting, you know, worlds to collide that it was like, oh, shit, you know, and and everything about me felt like this would be a scenario that I would be so content. Like if somehow I woke up and I'm on a ship and I'm pseudo deserted and I don't know what's going on and I can't get back to anywhere. If I've got parts of the funny face soundtrack. I think I'm going to be fine. Like, like it, it, it was, it was just, I, man, I was, I, I was so taken back um, <clears throat> with that, that short track. And then it happened again. Um, particularly the one that really got me was when I think it was in the first season of Picard um, when blue skies. Yeah. Comes in. Because that's what data sang at Riker and Troy's wedding. Nothing but blue skies. Do I see? And so then it's in that that final episode um, when uh, the woman is singing it over as 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 Data's dying um, was another moment. I didn't where... realize he sang that at their wedding. Like I didn't realize yeah. that because what's it's a really funny moment too because Worf is sitting there at the <laughs> wedding drinking and he goes Ugh, Irving Berlin and takes another shot like. <laughs> <laughs> he would put Irving Berlin in the bonfire. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Berlin would have made the bonfire. You can find more about BJ Robinson's musical ongoings on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at WillBJRob. You can also subscribe to his Patreon account at patreon.com slash WillBJRob. And you can also support his work with Loud Fridge Theatre Group, a growing theatre collective bringing bold, honest, and diverse art to San Diego, including the most recent run of BJ's one-person show, The Panda Musical Diaries. 
Follow the noisemaking at loudfridge.com. The music featured in this episode are The Soundtrack from Amok Time by Alexander Courage, Fred Steiner, and Gerald Freed, A Blaster Beam by Sandy Arby at Freesound, and you also heard a medley of Blue Skies by Irving Berlin, sung first by Brent Spiner, followed by Issa Briones, who played Soji and Corey in Picard. <laughs>